All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Head on You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted him in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hey! 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you as always by the great folks Dude, over hold at... on, look at the background up there. The it's sky beautiful. is beautiful this today. This is actually, wow. I, I was thinking about this, what's your favorite weather, because mine, I'll go first, is sun, yeah. hardly any clouds, yeah. but cold. Like, if we're touching zero, which we are tonight, I'm happy. Like, that's, I was on cloud nine when I was in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. First time that's ever been said. Got nine, uh, in October, in, in October, I was there very early this month, mm-hmm. and it was super sunny, um, super sunny, you know, friggin' cold, obviously. But it was co- it's cold here, and I love this weather. You see, I got my uh, Thomas Drans called this a homeless person jacket. Mm. Um, I thought I th- this is a nice little shirt. I like this shirt. Anyways, David Quadrilli alongside Chris Faber opening some packs cards here. Our friends over at Zephyr Epic. If you want some hockey cards for yourself, be sure to visit them online at zephyrepic.com. If you want to shop in person, they've got a retail location uh, in Surrey, British Columbia. You're opening some packs there. Uh, you know what I realized, Chris? Brett Pesci. A lot of people didn't realize that the show started at one today. Mm. Chat's pretty light. I also didn't know it started at 1 until I asked you at 11 o'clock. Yep. So here we are. Oh, you, you hear all of my packs. You keep talking about Zephyr Epic. Zephyr Epic, good folks. I got the big sale going on here in the fall. Uh, check out their website. Up to 40% off a lot of their uh, a lot of their deals right now. 40% off. That's a steal. And we looked at it, some of them earlier. Some cool packs in there uh, involving in the sale. Get your Pokemon. You get your hockey cards. Get all your stuff. Get a Brett Pesci card if you want. Oh, okay. Something fun. Something fun. Guess, name that Nuck. Yep. I got a Young Gun. Yeah, well, I know who it is then. How do you know? Because it ain't going to be another Quinn Hughes pack like I had yesterday. It's Zach McEwen, right? Okay, yeah, it is. Or Ilya McCabe? No, no, Zach, Zach McEwen. McEwen. Big Mac Zach. Nice. We've got a couple of those. Remember when people ordered Big Macs for like a week because you told them That was them me. To? Yeah, well, that was that, all you. I do just love Big Macs, though. I did that. Almost one. as much as I love Wendy's. Are we doing this already? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. um, hey, the Oilers <laughs> lost again. Where's Aaron? Where's yeah. Aaron at? Bring him in. Aaron, Aaron Bordado is our drag, technical... Drag his ass in here. Aaron, Aaron Bordado is our technical producer. Aaron, how you feeling, buddy? Not good, quads. I'm not doing very well over here in Edmonton. There's no Connor. There's no... Well, there's always hope. There will always be hope. I will always find a way to get up for these games. But right now, man, it's not going well in our own end. It's not going well. It's like Evan... I don't know if you've been watching. Evan Bouchard's having a very rough... Rough go so far this season. It's producing points, but my God, I don't even know if you saw one of the turnovers he had yesterday. I did. He was at the side of the net, nobody touching him, and just lost a puck. Bing, bang, boom. Back of the net. Quads, it's not going well. Oilers Nation after a dark (laughs) is just Oilers Nation after a loss. It's just Oilers Nation going dark. (laughs) So 30, they're 32nd in the league in high danger save percentage. Like, I think Campbell and Skinner are rocking like somewhere around 650 six. is what I saw. Yeah, you you know six. it. Yeah, six on yeah. the top. Actually, just an update for me here. I, I unblocked uh, Cody Sievertson in, the, in mm. the chat today, and this is a great comment. Uh, more like Aaron Draft Lotto instead of Bordado. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. The Oilers yeah, Macklin Celebrini is pretty – could you imagine the Oilers uh, actually no, don't, won okay, the first Okay, that's it up there. We're not doing that again. Hey, last night, Zach Lang was doing the show with me for After Dark, and he shows me during it. He shows me his Twitter. And it's Macklin celebrating highlights. So I was like, get that away from me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure we'll have more check-ins about the Oilers coming forward here. But, uh, yes. Aaron, Aaron, thank you for sharing your pain with our Canucks fans. Canucks fans love that. We like to see a little bit of pain around the league. Yeah, especially you know? when it's coming out of Edmonton. Yeah, because what's going on here in Vancouver? Nothing but blue skies, baby. That's right. Good hey, vibes. Quickly, did you get a chance to watch a Frozen Frenzy at all last night? No. 
So I did. I, I watched it. Uh, I was watching Hunter Brustavich last night. Picked up a point. Picked up a point real late in the game to go uh, to get his tenth consecutive game with a point. In the on OHL. Frozen Frenzy, they were showing. Hunter no, Brustavich let me finish. Highlights. Let me finish here. Come on. I'm watching Hunter Brustavich on this screen, and on this screen, I had the the Frozen Frenzy. I didn't. I, I thought it actually has some potential. It's too bad that no one in Canada could watch it, uh, except for me apparently. But. Uh, don't ask me where I saw it. Uh, but uh, Hunter Brustevich is who I'm talking about here. He got an assist last night. He's got 10 straight games in the OHL with a point. Saved it till like a few minutes left in the third period to get it. But the the Frozen Frenzy I thought was pretty strong. We got Frank Valley coming up uh, in about 10 minutes' time. We'll you get his got to watch it, it. Yeah, legally. He's, he's, hey, I was I was legally or no, just just stop just anyways, stop. Frozen so, Frenzy. Yeah. It's good. Uh, good stuff from the NHL. Uh, aside from that, let's get to the Vancouver Canucks because man. They've got a little bit of a winning formula going. Four and two after the road trip now. Vancouver Canucks are buzzing. They pick up a three to two win last night in Nashville against the Preds and Quads. What I liked about the game the most was this was a different type of win for the Vancouver Canucks and we've seen this season, last season, for a while here. It was a game where they go into the third period with a one goal lead and they protected the lead in the third period. They were able to carry it through the final 20 minutes. Thatcher Demko was good. But did he have to stand on his head in the third period last night? No, I thought they did a good job limiting scoring chances against. Some penalties late made things interesting. You had Friedman uh, and Myers take the penalty. The Tyler Myers cross-check uh, at the end of the game there to give the, te- to give the Predators a power play. Uh, luckily, they got to draw it into 4-on-4 four four and kind of close out with a power play. Then Elias Pettersson misses two empty nets. But the Canucks end up winning 3-2, hanging on. I tell you, I, I, lots to like about... This team talking so much about wanting to fit the structure, buy into what the coach is selling. I think you saw a lot of that last night. There's no world you got where sun, you were... You got your sunglasses on. For, for, for the audio listeners, they should know. Quads just put on his sunglasses, so something's coming here. There is no world where this road trip is anything but a smashing success. A little British term. What, smashing success? Smashing success, yeah. Is that British? Yeah. Isn't most of our language technically... British? English, yeah. Same language. Anyways, you learned that on Duolingo? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm learning English on Duolingo. British. <laughs> okay. Um, there is no world where this road trip, this overall record coming back home, the Canucks didn't have a win after six games last year. True. And we were still talking about, oh, maybe they can do it. Maybe they can make this push under talk it. The thing is, people don't really understand like there's a reason that the american thanksgiving is kind of that cutoff that is always brought up of like okay if you're in a playoff spot by american thanksgiving you are likely to be there come playoff time too it's because teams don't usually go like this which is what the canucks have done for the past what 10 years roller coasters yeah roller coasters for yesterday was yesterday was the uh the Dumbo ride, just smooth sailing. You know the Dumbo that ride? That was the most complete effort mm-hmm. from the Canucks. That was the Dumbo ride of games mm-hmm. for them. That was the most complete effort we had seen from the team. Look, you, you go read the statsies by Mike Liu over at Canucks Army. I don't want to use the term dominated, but they were in control of that game the entire time. That was the kind of game where, in years past, we would see them play that well. We'd see them give up for a period or two because it's not working and they aren't being able they weren't able to score and blah 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 blah. All these bad things are happening to them. The score is close. It should have been much higher. Those things happen. And then post game we hear, yeah, you know, we ran into a hot goalie. Mm. We ran into a hot goalie. 
Things didn't go our way tonight. The excuses would start flying. That's what we would hear. And hell, media, we would probably say the same thing. Like, well, they played well. They just didn't get the result. They played well last night. And then when they weren't getting the results, they continued to play well. And that's the difference that we're seeing with this team right now that we just have not seen in years past. I think that's one of the things that needs to be highlighted because we have not seen this team have that level of trust in what they're doing and stability in their own game to continue to push. Continue to push when nothing's going your way. That was the most complete effort the Canucks have put in in a while, I would I would think. Like, in, in multiple years, I think. Yeah, and you know, like, we would have... Listen, we, we did it the day after the Philly game, right? The team didn't play up to their structure. They didn't fit anything. It's going to take a while for them to get things together. But yesterday just felt like a game that's a sustainable way to get wins in the NHL. That's what yesterday's game felt like. And, you know, you get a little bit of depth scoring from Niels Huglander, who, who hey, we talked about him yesterday. Coming in the lineup as a fourth-line player... Scores a goal on a very nice hand-eye coordination show-off there from Niels Huglander. Tips in the shot from Quinn Hughes, who, man, I love Canucks Twitter for this. The Quinn Hughes discourse online has been, I mean, take a victory lap, Canucks Twitter. Y'all have shut up a lot of people, and Quinn Hughes has obviously backed it up with the way he's playing, but that's because Canucks Twitter are the folks that are actually watching him play. And he's been excellent. Again, another great night for Quinn Hughes last night. And defensively, did I get, do I got this stat right? including every single second of ice time. He's been on the ice for 14 goals for one goal against all season long. I mean, man, with a 4-2 and two record, that's pretty damn good. You know, you know, the way that Quinn Hughes' stat line sounds, it sounds more like uh, the Vegas Golden Knights at 6-0. Like, he's been undefeated this season. Quinn Hughes is putting himself, and I heard this from, from David Amber on the, on the call yesterday. David Amber, who's covering for Sportsnet, DA, good guy. You know DA? Of course we know him. I know. DA is awesome. Uh, one of the nicest guys. And uh, what he was saying is, like, he's in the he's in the conversation, probably the front runner, I think DA said last night, for the Norris right now. And, and how could you argue that? Quinn Hughes has been that good this year, and I think the league's taking notice because of good folks like DA going on the national broadcast and telling everyone this. That's, that's what I'm telling you. DA has to stay up. It's his job. He's got he's to still cover hey, the Canucks team. Good point. Good that's point. Right. Um, speaking of the guys who are staying up, uh, Frank Saravalli is going to join us in a couple more can minutes. We just, one Let's sec, get can, to the defenseman we... a little bit. Yeah, one sec. Okay. Aaron, can you pull up the Western Conference standings again? I know we had those for a sec here. I just want to pull them up. Mm-hmm. Weird. Aaron, I think you forgot to add the Oilers somewhere in there. Yeah, they should be somewhere on the wild card probably. Somewhere. Anyways. Well, he got it out there pretty quick. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's um, just catching straight. Hey, we talked, we, we talked about this yesterday on the show. Was there a swap in the bottom two pairings? And we're like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Is, is Carson Soucy and Tyler Myers really going to be a third pairing? Let's take a look at the defenseman ice time from last night. And leading the way. Not Quinn Hughes. Not Quinn Hughes. Philip Hironik last night with 27.33. Quinn Hughes with 25 minutes and 17 seconds. Ian Cole, 23 minutes last night, quads. Ian Cole's strongest game of the year. And who rounds out the top four there? Who is it? Mark Friedman. Mark Friedman rounding out the top four. Carson Soucy with 14 minutes and 6 seconds. And at the bottom, Tyler Myers with 13. Mark Friedman was in the AHL before the trade. Second pairing. In the AHL. Like, second pairing AHL gets called up second pairing NHL in the Vancouver Canucks. And like you, like we see there, Tyler Myers, I the think, low minute man on the night. I think the more the season goes, people are going to come around to Mark Freeman. Listen, he's wearing number 51, so that's like a good start as a Vancouver Canuck. Everybody loves Troy Stetcher, obviously. Does he have a dog? 
that's the thing. Once we see his dog, and then he yeah. starts drawing some penalties like we've heard that he's going to do, I think he's been solid defensively. Oh, right? yeah. Like I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been like a standout, incredible defensive he's player. Probably not a top four defenseman. That. He's a placeholder for each sure. year. Say it on every show now. I know you love. Uh, you got uh, Ethan Barry. You probably texting. Canucks are trading for Chris Tanev. We know that, obviously. Yeah, I saw Mike Gold, your buddy over there. He's uh, tweeting out a trade Dolly proposal. Wall. Yeah, no, but Dolly Mike, Wall. Mike Gold yeah, had yeah, a proposal. Dolly Wall had the report. Yeah, but Mike Gold, he does a good work. Also, for should clarify, Dolly Wall had a report that if, and it's not even a report. Dolly Wall just thought this out loud, and everybody jumped on it. If Dolly Wall says it, it's uh, <laughs> well. He said if Chris Tanev hits free agency, he's a UFA after this year. Would the Canucks be interested? Probably. Probably. Gonna be thirty-four. You know who uh, Dollywall said that to? BC Sports Hall yes, of Fame inductee, good, by good, the way. Good one. Don Taylor. I mean yeah. I was the the most shocking thing there is he wasn't in already, to be honest. Like uh, you, I mean Yeah, I was almost like, oh. Everybody kind of refers to Donnie as a legend already. I just like I I sent a little quote tweet. I mean, this is the guy that helped me fall in love with sports every single night, right? Like I yeah. you know, I wasn't there for the sports page days. I was too young for that, but every night Sportsnet Pacific, right? And still, and you a, remember him from uh, from Donnie and Dolly because you were too young. For, yeah, for I grew up watching days. him on Donnie and Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> no, still a titan of our industry, mm-hmm. right? So, um, speaking of titans of industry, I got my little segue. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to talk about Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor game. We had these burgers yesterday too, we man. How old they were good. They were you good. and I back to back DoorDash days here. We're having good times here at the at the office. Nothing worse than your fantasy team or your burger being ice cold ever. That's why Wendy's is offering fresh prizes all season long. With Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Fantasy, the game lives weekly on dailyfaceoff.com, just like Frank Saravalli, with weekly prizes and a season-long prize of $5,000 up for grabs. It's simple. Sign up, play, then get free stuff on the Wendy's app. You pick a prop that will happen in the game, and the longer you survive with correct answers, the more you can win from Wendy's. So while you obsess over your dream team, Reward that dedication with Wendy's new obsession, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger freshly added to the Wendy's lineup. Enjoy the applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh, never frozen Canadian beef. Next week, maybe later this week, we'll see. Be prepared to sign up for the Wendy's daily face-off survivor game. One guy who will be signing up for that game and a titan of industry, Frank Saravalli, joins us on the show now. Frank, what went wrong for the Phillies? Oh, Oh, man, bats went cold when your big stars go 0 for 27 to round out the last two games of a series. Probably not good news. That crown bottle looks like you've gotten into it, eh? <laughs> There's a leak, actually. So, <laughs> uh, no comment. Frank, uh, yesterday the NHL attempts their uh, frozen frenzy. A lot of us here in Canada were thinking, this sounds like fun. I'm excited to watch what it. What frozen frenzy for you in Canada? <laughs> uh, I was able to catch a little bit of it. Um, I thought for the most part, the actual viewing experience was pretty good. Uh, I'm also someone who works in hockey and has Tuesdays and the ability to sit down and watch this for all afternoon long. What was the initial thought that you had from watching it a little bit and kind of the reaction that you took away from the hockey world or maybe people that they're trying to grow into becoming people who want to be in the hockey world and fans of the sport? I think you just hit it on the head. You were able to watch it in the afternoon, mm-hmm. which for us here out East started at six. And let's just say you're from Philly and you're a Flyers fan. Puck drop of your team's game last night was 11.08 local time. Oh. That's a late one. So um, look, I, I applaud the league, give them full marks for trying something different. Um, 
I thought the staggered start times were unnecessary. Just the, you could have done the same thing and had a frozen frenzy and had, you know, inter- some intermission content spliced in. Hmm. Uh, I thought they went too far with the staggered start times. I thought it was just late. You heard Derek Lalonde today, uh, the Red Wings coach, just saying like 823 local start for Detroit. Like it just, it's, it wasn't great. I also think doing this was such a good idea that it shouldn't have been spoiled on a Tuesday in October. Yes. That was the other part. And then the other thing is, you you also touched on it. You guys, it's got to be available in Canada. Yeah. If you're going to go after something of this magnitude, it's great to try and build an audience in the U.S., but don't steer away from your hardcore audience in Canada. Yeah, I thought it was great because last year we touched on this. Like, how cool was it on the TSN app? You could have NFL Red Zone last year. Like, yeah. And that grew a lot of Accessible. football fans. Grew everybody want to be in fantasy football. I, I thought that, like, our opinion yesterday on the show, at least what I brought up, was like, do it on Saturday. I know that college football is going to be the thing that you want to go up against, but take a shot at that instead of the NFL because hockey fans will be able to watch on Saturday and maybe they tell their friends about it that aren't yeah, you know, hockey like, fans. Sorry, sorry. Frank, you're you're in the States. Is the overlap that huge of like college hockey football, fans man. and college football fans? Like, we don't care well, about college football up here. Explain it to me. I don't understand this. So there really isn't much overlap. It's just the point is um, that's such a dominant force. Like, look at you, – you just have to look at Major League Baseball playoffs – there's a reason why there are no games on Sundays. Mm. The NFL dominates and rules everything. College football, the viewership is just a notch below the NFL and still above any other major professional sport, including the NBA and Major League Baseball at times. So it, it's it's a beast. So here's what I would say. is It's really hard to get building availability in 16 buildings on any given Saturday. There's concerts Mm. there, whatever show that you could imagine there's NBA uh, games in some of those buildings. It's not easy, but what the target should be is a Saturday in February after the Super Bowl has ended Mm. and really go after a segment of us fan bases, whether you want to call it hockey day or whatever it is, um, that's the way to really try and grow it. Cause I hate saying it this way. And this is why I said October fell short is there's so many other things going on. You went head to head last night with the NLCS game seven, you know, people are just getting their kids back in school. There's football. There's all these youth sports going on, do it on a weekend day and do it after NFL is done. I, I used to say this all the time as a beat guy covering the flyers, all of a sudden, the press box would get a lot more crowded with other general media in February, and I'd call it National Hockey Columnist Month because all of a sudden you'd get people <laughs> that would never be at games in February and then March right until baseball season could start up, and then they'd be gone again, and you'd see them again in the playoffs. That start time, you mentioned it last night. Was that just moved because the NLCS had to go to a Game 7 at Citizens Bank? Nope. That was in Vegas. Oh, <laughs> and it was designed to be the last uh, game of yep. the staggered day, and Flyers fans ended up paying the price. In an odd way, it kind of worked out that the Philly team was in NLCS Game 7. You could kind of flip over if you were disgusted enough with one Philly sports team and go to another. <laughs> but 6 o'clock till 2 in the morning on a Tuesday, again, it's wow. not great 
in terms of how that is executed. Something that was executed greatly last night, Feltler, yesterday, I guess, felt like the NHL edge got a lot of people excited. What did you take away from this? I know I saw it right up at uh, Daily Faceoff as well about this new NHL edge, which is giving fans an opportunity to learn a little bit more about, I guess, like the insight into what players are doing on the ice from a lot of the tracking systems and the pucks on the players, all these things. What did you think about the launch of NHL edge? Yeah, I think it's important to finally be able to sink your teeth into this puck and player tracking that we've all heard so much about, but only get a glimpse every once in a while on a broadcast if something flashes up on the screen. So now to be able to not just look into more of it yourself, have some direct player comparisons. I think the goalie comps are most fascinating. You can also compare players and goalies year over year. The the data is not um, you know, it's not a thick sample size because it only goes back. This is now the third season since 21, 22, when all of the puck and player tracking was finally implemented. Um, but for me, it also adds a lot of good context to what we think we see. Um, and you also realize things that you might not have seen with your eyes. And Matt Larkin had a great story on daily Faceoff about this, pointing out Quentin Byfield's speed for a six foot five, 230 pound large human. He moves really damn well. And so I'm kind of looking at his game on paper and I test. I first off wouldn't realize he moves that well. And second, when you see someone score three goals and five the previous year before that, you're like, come on, man, you need more from a number two overall pick. And then you start to see a, some figures like that with his skating speed. And you're like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like, I wonder if this guy can finally get to where he's supposed to get to. And you see Travis Sanheim, for instance, on the back end, the only defenseman this season with 200 plus mile an hour shots thought he's a pretty decent piece for the flyers on their back end. And now I'm like, Ooh, that's really interesting. No one else has gotten to that. It's one thing to do it in a hardest shot competition, but it's another thing to tee it up live in game, receiving a pass from someone. What's your favorite stat from NHL Edge? I know we we looked at a bunch of Canucks players yesterday. I know Quads dove into it uh, as well, wrote something over at Canucks Army. What's your what's your favorite one that is now publicly available to fans? Uh, I would say the goalie shot location data. It's way more nuanced and broken down than I thought it might be. And so there's all these little areas of the ice. They've got high danger, of course, and they've got mid-range, but also long range. And so I just feel like those maps sort of add some context to what we're seeing and can provide a little bit more layers to just from our media perspective coverage. Uh, just like we all saw it coming, uh, Canucks are 4-2-0 and to start the year. What are you liking from this team that you're just not seeing from the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> well, I like how you phrase that. Um, I would say this is a direct comparable to not just the Oilers, but also the Flames. Guess what both of those two teams have had that only once the Canucks were openly questioned by their coach and then seemed to have fixed it is work ethic. That was a big, of course, I don't want to say bugaboo, but something that Rick Tockett harped on last week coming through Philly that I think the Canucks, you've gotten way better efforts from them. And that's one thing that I think is still lingering from the Oilers who also had this a very similar type press conference from their coach after their stop against the Flyers, interestingly enough, you know, just two days later. And then the Flames, like you hear some of the things that have been coming out of Nikita Zadorov's mouth 
and some others, um, there's some frustration that's set in and the Canucks have brought what I thought was a much needed lunch pail mentality to this season. Who are we? Like that should be taped to the top of their dressing room. Who are we to think that we're better than anyone else? Yeah, That's, that's the line of the season as far as I'm concerned. We're only a few weeks in. It's going to be tough to top. Do you like that talk it? Like we we've talked about it, how he, it feels like he kind of nipped that in the bud right away. Like it just it he didn't mince words, he didn't wait at all. Kind of seems like a yeah. He said they were soft. Yeah, it's the worst thing. It's like a, it's it's the worst four letter word you can say to a hockey player or team. And guess what? It's accurate, and it's been accurate for the last few years. And I said this to you guys last season and beyond. The Vancouver Canucks have been way too easy to play against. Mm-hmm. And that feels like it's changing. And it takes someone like Rick Tockett to continually call it out privately first before doing it publicly to really have something like that sink in. I don't know if it's worse to be called softer if I were to snap a thing of spaghetti here in front of you two. See what you guys Yeah, got. have you seen that video, Frank? In like the what eighties, nineties, I don't know. Rick Tockett video. Rick Tockett home tour. He's like, Yeah, I just like to snap the spaghetti and he snaps the spaghetti and puts it in water. No, I haven't. I've seen some glorious Rick Tockett footage from the eighties though. Mm. He had one of the best, and it's hard to believe now with his uh <laughs> lack of uh lack of follicles, but he had a glorious mullet back in the 80s. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we see a lot of people on Canucks Twitter with that same photo. I think I know which one you're Is talking about. Is it him like, like running during training camp with super short shorts? Yes. I think it, okay, well, I don't I've know what you're looking at. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, um, it's, it's a beauty. Speaking of stuff taped up on the wall. Okay, watch it there, Quads. Uh, Frank, I guess a question that a lot of Canucks fans are having is Teddy Bluger's about to return from the lineup here. Somebody's going to have to come out of this lineup. Uh, it looks like it's going to be one of the wingers. Um, and I think a lot of Canucks fans are asking, well, what's the latest that we're hearing about Connor Garland? Because if they have to take out a winger, could it be via trade? Is there anything to report here on Connor Garland? Are you hearing anything? Um, no, nothing new to report. I think it's been status quo as far as I know. Uh, I think it's been a huge hang-up on the term. And look, um, it's you know far be it for me to be the one that's making – um lineup suggestions but i think what's really interesting is like i i think you need you got to keep someone like hoaglander going mm. to me he can't be the guy that comes out is that a, a a harsh or too much opinion that's a great take and it sounds like you've actually been watching canucks games if you have that take mm-hmm. well how like first off you need guys like him in your lineup that can that can make things happen. And second, he's on the younger end of this team that he has to be a piece that continues to develop. And so taking him out, making him a healthy scratch. I mean, to me, like I don't, uh, again, you could come up with a bunch of different scenarios, but like one guy that, and this is not a knock on him at all. And he's actually been pretty good to start the year. What is Phil DiGiuseppe? What so like he he's a is he not a spare part in the NHL a yeah. fringe NHL player I think he's a guy who's found a coach that really believes it we say this all the time Tockett's been saying this ever since he got here like he really likes the way that PDG plays size north south like Frank he's getting compared to Alex Burrows right now in the market like there's people throwing that out there and hey, hey like you were on their show earlier I I agree with you 
Like, I agree with you that Phil Giuseppe at the NHL level is a spare part. He is not your prototypical top six player. And if you're if you're going to be a playoff team, you're probably you probably don't want Phil Giuseppe in your top six. I just don't know if yeah, like I don't know. You finish your thought, I guess. No, I I would just say like you have to if you're the Canucks and you want to get to where you get to, it's great and you need players like Phil D. Giuseppe to help push you there. Like think of some other guys that have found and carved out niche roles in the NHL that have been really well-liked and trusted by a coach. I think of someone like Pierre-Edouard Belmar or whoever it might be, other guys that have come through different organizations that have found and carved out roles and homes. And I'm not saying Di Giuseppe can't be that guy. My only point would be on a pure macro level, 30,000 foot view, whatever it is that you do, you have to, continue to pump the tires and confidence of someone like Hoaglander to just allow him to continue to progress. We know that development is not a straight line. It's difficult. There are tons of uh, false starts, fits and starts. But for me, like I, I, I could take out a bunch of other guys before we got to Nils Hoaglander. Yep. Completely agree. I think yeah. he's been excellent. And, uh, Former guest of the show, back when he couldn't speak English. We learned that. Dakota, who else is in line? Dakota Joshua? Yeah, I mean, you got Joshua. I think Beauvillier is starting to get a little bit of a concern here. What I will say, yeah, like I would take Beauvillier out of the lineup way faster than I'd take PGG out of this lineup. Not only What about Dakota Joshua? Not before Beauvillier. PDG's not coming out. Not before Beauvillier, and Beauvillier is way before PDG. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, like. PDG's the, been the Canucks' fastest skater this year. We were looking at NHL Edge. He's leading the team in, in like top speed. You're getting the edge, Quats. and he, he's he's forechecking very very hard right now. Like, well, you need that with yeah. especially with you know you have someone like JT Miller and and hopefully they could set up Brock Besser. Like, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, the lines worked. Yeah, I mean, so then okay, so I, I, my point was don't get lost in the six game stretch to start yeah. the year and think big picture. Yeah. That's all I was stressing. I like that. I think what, and, and um, the other part too, like I would just think back to being there during training camp and Rick Tockett kind of snapping back against the idea of Dakota Joshua having a carved out spot on this mm-hmm. team saying that that's not the case. Yep. So if you were ranking your candidates to come out, who would they be? I mean, number St- Stanika. Beauvillier, oh, you got Bluger, so Sadnika is already out. Okay. He'll be down to the A, yep. Beauvillier is number one for me. That's the guy you take out of the lineup immediately. You don't touch Sam Lafferty. You don't touch Suter. I'd say you probably go Beauvillier, Joshua. Like, those are the two. And then if I had to pick a third, which I don't, I would say then Suter, but I don't think it should be Suter. And I think even when you do that, you're creating that internal competition that this team's just lacked for so long. Like we've talked about it so much. Meritocracy is good. Exactly. Someone can come in like DJ Zeppi, as you mentioned, and, and really find a home. I think is it sends a message to everyone else. My only thing with taking out some of those other guys before Beauvillier is how many of them have scored 20 goals in the NHL. It's not money. I don't care about the money part. He's the cap hits the same whether he's in or out for yeah. the most part. I think with I don't think any of them have. I don't think Joshua has. I don't think I mean Connor Garland. I'm telling I'm, I'm answering. I know the yeah. question. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I answered it. It was a. I know that he struggled, mm-hmm. but yeah, 
Most importantly. There, uh, there has to be a way to get there for him. And that line's got a nice little nickname. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but the PB&J line with Phil, Brock, and JT. I mean, come on. I did hear that. I kind of like it. I like it as well. Frank, we always like these as well. I, I like PB&Js. <laughs> hey, I haven't had a PBJ in so long. You know, like I just. It, it's such a, you know what? Like, like yeah. it's funny you said that because all the time I'm like, it's such an underrated like dinner. Yeah. Like you get through a day and you're like, oh, I don't want to order anything. I don't, maybe I should DoorDash something. Thank you. And then you Ding don't. Dong. And it's like, hey, I could have cereal, I could have soup, maybe a little craft macaroni and cheese dinner, or why don't I just make myself a PB and J? Hey, I'm more. Of, I like. Uh, I, I'll go with like maybe this is the adult version a little bit more, but I'll do peanut butter and let it melt with then a little honey on top. Like maybe that's my new jam, and I don't, that's not too much of a mix. Uh, I think I'm the jam is so underrated. Yeah, that's true. Good. You, know, you go strawberry or grape? I think strawberry, but uh, like. If I had, like, we've got some that I just go down to the market, the Granville Island market down here, and, and I'll get the the real jam. Like, some jam that somebody's grandma's been slaving over, and, and now they're selling at the market. Like, you're not going to get some Peter Laviolette jam? <laughs> get some jam? No? You're not going to get any of that? Uh, Quad's got enough for that, yeah. <laughs> I just want to show Frank before okay. he goes. Frank, so you know how we're talking about my dog sleeping in a crate? He learned yeah. to sleep in a bed since our last call. So that's the new Burt cam. He's sleeping in his nice. little bed. Very nice. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> Your yeah. living room looks good, Quads. You're Thank you. I, it's up. a brand new coffee table. I just built it. Oh, look at you. Ikea? You, yeah. Did you see how many Legos are in the background oh, there, though? Yeah, I, I mean, got a lot on. of Lego. I got a lot of Lego. Yeah. All right, Frank. Thanks it's for like, taking the time. When I leave my studio here, I got to trip over like 19 Legos and break my <laughs> foot going up the stairs with my kids. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to be the same when you show up at Quads house at some point here. <laughs> Frank, thanks right, for guys. taking the time. See ya. There he goes. Frank Cervalli of Daily Faceoff. You already did our, uh, yep. our Wendy's thing, right? Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When he's daily face-off survivor pool. So Bert's a, what, he's a free man. And yeah, he's he, all over so the he's, place. he's getting out of the crate. Like he's, because okay. it was literally just, I would leave him. He's not, a, he's not much of a barker, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he doesn't bark. For the whole time I'm gone, he barks a little bit when I leave sometimes, right. and then he stops. 
but you would watch him on the camera and he would just be running around the living room the entire time. Like he, yeah. he wouldn't shut down and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So that was the issue was that he couldn't sleep unless he was in the crate with the, to- with the towel over top. But today I was, I was getting ready to come here. He was starting to fall asleep and I was like, maybe you're ready. So I just left him and he just woke up, but mm. he's uh, like, he's chilling. He's, he's good. He's not oh, he's up and at darting him, yeah. around yet. You should put the show on for him. I should. I could. I could literally do it remotely from my phone to my TV. Okay. Okay. What if he, we, I hope one day he's on the camera just, uh, you know, doing his business in the, in the house. <laughs> Put the pee pads over there. No, he doesn't go inside All right. ever. Let's uh, let's go. Next uh, segment here, the Prospects Corner. Got some stuff here, Quads. You want to get to tell the great folks about, uh, about four wins? You want me to do that? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, okay. Prospects Corner. Let's get to it. Our Prospects Roundup, uh, which is two different names here. We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, is brought to you by Four Winds Brewing, home of the easy drinking, crisp and clean Four Winds Lager. Perfect for before, after, or during the game. And make sure to ask about Four Winds Lager at your local liquor store or have some delivered to your front door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca. You can also do the light the lamp competition on game days. Keep an eye out for the tweet. Brought to you by Four Winds. Good stuff. Let's get to our Prospects Corner. A little bit of news out of Sweden. You can pull this up here, Aaron, out of Sweden. I know I put this in yesterday. I was going to talk about it. But Elias Pettersson, DPD that is, and Jonathan LeCaramacki are both to play for Sweden at the Five Nations Tournament that takes place on November 9th to 12th. Tom Willander, he's going to be staying at BU. He's going to be staying at BU. Just like your nachos should be staying on the ground. Willander staying at BU for NCAA play. All three of the prospects looking good for the 2024 World Junior Roster, the Five Nations Tournament. We'll see Sweden face Switzerland, Slovakia, Czechia, and Finland over the four-day event. And Sweden's World Junior Camp is set for December 13th in Angela Home, Sweden. Looks like Angel Home, but that uh, I probably screwed that up. Uh, our Swedish listener, let me know. Attack uh, for that. Um, that's going to get going December 13th, as well as I do want to bring up Vasily Pod Colson. Oh, last night, Vasily Pod Colson. Beautiful overtime goal to win it. AHL TV cut out last night. Folks, come on now. I mean, I couldn't get to see it live. But we got the highlights here from the Abbotsford Canucks. And I tell you, Aaron's got good Wi-Fi today. Great view here from the Abbotsford Canucks on Twitter. Pod Colson, what did he do, Quads? Scored. Went to the net. Are you at? Put the nachos down. This isn't chips and salsa here. Vasily Pod Colson driving today. He's got five goals in five AHL games now. Uh, just an excellent showing of exactly what you want to see from Pod Colson going straight to the net, head down, wins it in overtime. He wasn't the big story of the night for Abbotsford either, though. Even though he's got five goals in five games now, quads, you showed up here today in your boots, and you were shaken. You were shaken in your boots today because Nikita Tolopilo had 34 saves on 35 shots. He's I'm got happy. a 958 save percentage through two starts. And you know it's been Archer Silov's had a slow start to the season. This Tolopilo kid coming out of the Alsvenskin. Wow, is he looking good? I mean, six foot six. Everybody in Abbotsford that's watching him is like, wow, I'm getting messages from all these people, and they're thinking, man, like this kid's big. He moves well. And yesterday, th- this guy, he's just he's just zen. He's all oh. he's 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 there, he's calm. This Nikita, the, uh, Nikita Tolopilo kid, really good. 958 save percentage through two starts in the HL. I'm they're playing again tonight. Could you imagine? I mean, could he get us back to back? I think they're going to go back to Seelovs. I think that's the didn't Seelovs get a back to back? Seelovs got a back to back over Maybe the weekend. Maybe Tolapilo gets a back to back. Two losses. So 
I don't know. There's something brewing down there in Abbotsford. Yesterday's game, though, Abbotsford didn't look great yesterday. They, on the back of Nikita Tolopilo, got that win last night. Also, let's just say about Vasily Potkolzin, because some of us were eating during that. Um, That confidence to go to the net like that, that's the thing that really sticks out about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just the fact that he was able to put it all together in a way that just... That's what we want to see down at the AHL level. He's going to be playing those big minutes. He's got to keep doing those types of things where you don't have to question why he's down there. And look, I know you were on board with it very early, but I know some fans were looking at it and, you know, what you said is basically... worrisome. Yeah, worrisome. Um, You know, what you said is basically also what Rick Tockett said. Um, But yeah, you you can't help but worry Mm -hmm. um, when you see kind of stuff. Stuff right. like that. Let's get to anybody else here. Speaking of worry, you know what you don't need to worry about? Dinner. Cooking dinner or running to the store. Let oh. it all come to you with DoorDash. That's right. Ding it's dong. time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. Ding dong. It's our listeners' chance before. to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. And it's also our listeners' chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Get the chat going. That's right. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. All capital letters, NATION25. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms, of course, do apply. Dalvir, Commander Vander says, Quads is literally eating. Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. I'm, I'm fine with, and I'm not fine with it, but I understand if you're sneaking in a quick little bite of rice, you had nachos, like the chips. No, they're, it's, it's, they're not nachos, they're just tortilla chips. Yeah, but that's the worst thing you can you can put out there. Oh, Bert's moving. Okay, quick little Bert cam here before we get to anyone else. It does take a little bit for these anyone else's to, to pile in here because the show is 30 seconds late on the YouTube, right? He ran away. He's off off camera. He knows he doesn't like the camera. He's shy about camera it. Before shy. you had him trapped in that little cage, he was thinking about it. So he any, loves being in there. Anybody else with a question, a topic, let us know uh, in the anyone else. Actually, that's where he is. He walked into the crate. <laughs> he just, yeah, he he just walked into the crate and went to closes sleep. Closes it, locks himself <laughs> in. Yeah. Can't figure out how to close it, Tucks but that's it where there he is. That's so funny. Okay, go on. Uh, anyone else? All right. Carson Haywood. <laughs> this is the first anyone else we're going to get? Read it. No, you can read it. Faber looking like he came from your local prison. <laughs> okay. Antagonist. Who do you see the Canucks adding in free agency this upcoming year? Cost and fit in mind. I think I've talked a little bit about some of the players. I'm going to put the list up here so we can actually. I'm going to throw them. one out. Trade for Chris Tanev now. Don't wait till the trade deadline. Trade for him now. Yeah. Would you do? Here we go. Here's here's one for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Would you do like Jack Studnika and a third or fourth round pick for Chris Tanev if the Flames don't think they're going to want to resign him? Ooh, I don't know. Fourth round. Let's say fourth. Jackson Nika and a fourth round pick. Well, you got to think about the cap there with uh, for Chris Tanev, and then you're extending a 35 year old 4.5 million dollar cap for now. But then you're extending him next year, right? What if, you, Gar- what if Garland's in there somehow? Sure, to, throw to Garland, Bovillier, whatever. You think about it for sure. Yeah, would you do Garland for Tanev straight up? I think you'd think. I think you'd have to think about it. I think so. And then you extend Tanev. That's mm-hmm. my pick. A lot of money coming off the books for the Canucks. Tyler Myers, six million dollars uh, UFA. But I just. <sighs> Can we mind. quickly talk I'd about like another? Myers? I'd like another one of these years where it's a little bit quieter. Maybe Ian Cole gets another one-year deal, right? Maybe uh, who's the the Pittsburgh guy? Uh, Gensel? 
They like Gensel yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's something he'd come in a little bit low. I just I wouldn't go big game shopping in free agency. No, again. and they have. And I don't think they will. Years. No, I think the management group's done a good job of that. This past free agency was like the nicest free agency I've seen while covering yeah. the Vancouver Canucks. Um, so I'd look at is Tyler Toffoli a guy that you can add for exactly. three million dollar range? There are options in that mid range. I don't think you want to go anybody over four million dollars. Yeah. I don't think there's that guy out there for you in free agency. Yeah. Is Brett Pesci maybe the only one? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at that. Yep. Right shot defenseman, Brett Pesci. Um, I think I'd look that way, but I wouldn't go too I wouldn't go too heavy on anybody else. Not to, to jump back too far, but Aaron, can we pull up these charts? The one showing Ian Cole's stats oh. with Myers. Let's look at that one first because this is the stat card uh courtesy of Hockey Stat Cards. Um Ian Cole, you oh, can nice see job, him at the Aaron. bottom there. With Tyler Myers, like Ty- Tyler Myers is down there, then Ian Cole. The next defenseman is like Mark Friedman and Philip Peronik, but their their charts look a lot better. And for those on the podcast, this is basically just um, putting a picture to defensive impact. Mm. Myers is very low. Um, Ian Cole also not that great in that category. And then you look at it the next game when Cole plays more, plays heavier minutes, but he doesn't have to play with Tyler Myers. Ian Cole, according to this, is the second best defenseman on the team last night for the Canucks. Wow, who's yeah. And 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 Carson Soucy, who on that first chart was much higher, is down at the bottom with Tyler Myers because he had to play with Tyler Myers. Like it's at the point, Chris, where this one player is dragging down whoever he is playing with. Hmm. That's where we're at. And hey, they're limiting his minutes, and that seems to be the winning formula for this team. But that's a massive, massive problem for this team. It is. And Carson Soucy yesterday, his dog rating was like second highest on the team. Exactly. He's trying. And and everyone's like, what's going on? Yeah. He's trying. Well, they made the change. They made a change. The top four. And Myers Myers dog rating has been on the floor. He's been the cat all season long. Three games in a row. Three games in a row. He's been been the cat. Um, All right. Let's get to our Betway bet of the day. Okay. Go ahead. Brought to you by the great folks over there at Betway, Betway, Betway. Um, our bet of the day, we only got one game again tonight after 16 games yesterday. Um, and I forgot our bet already. Aaron. Oh, I got a bet. Arizona Diamondbacks. No, I think it was Alexander Ovechkin to score tonight at plus 140. There you go. There we go. Betway, Betway, Betway. Um, Lee scored yesterday to break the slump. He scored a goal against Toronto. I think he had like a ridiculous amount of shots last night. Um, so I'm going to go again. I'm going to say that he's going to stay hot. Is he, uh, do you think he, um, does the thing? What's that? You think he breaks the record? I think so. Yeah? I think so. I think it's just a slow start for him. Here we go. Alexander Ovechkin, plus 140. $10 bet's going to turn you 24 if you get another goal from him, at, like just like you did yesterday uh, on the Washington Capitals. Yeah. All right. That's our Betway bet of the day. 90-plus play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. Okay. I know why you're stuttering a little. Yeah. Do you want to do this now? Yeah. It's time. All right. I'm going to press send on the tweet. Was it because I sang? It wasn't because he sang. Was there something I could have done differently? Nothing you could have done differently. Maybe not eating chips during the show? Could have been part of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I uh, can't even watch. Okay, go ahead. All right, the tweet's been sent. Do you want to just read your tweet? <sighs> not really. Um, Do you want me to read your tweet? I no. got to get impressed. Um, so I recently uh, gave in my two weeks notice with Canucks Army uh, and Nation Network. 
Uh, I'm going to finish this week. I'm going to finish next week. And then that'll be the end of my time with Canucks Army. Oh, man, this is hard. <laughs> uh, and Canucks Conversation. Um, the show's going to continue on. You're going to take the reins of the thing that I built. Um, yeah, it's been a hell of a five years with Canucks Army. I've worked really hard. Worked really hard at my time at Canucks Army and doing everything uh, with this show as well. We've grown into something pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, time is here to uh, to move on to something else. I'm excited to uh, be a good husband and uh, hopefully a father soon. Uh, maybe not soon. Maybe not next month. <laughs> but, you know, um, eventually here and be more of a family person. Huge um, wife guy. We already established that. Yeah, my next... Um, but also, we should be clear. This isn't because of your wife. She's no, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah, it's just where I'm at. Um, I'm gonna miss a lot of this. I'm gonna miss everything in Canucks Army. Uh, I'm gonna miss a lot of uh, working with you on this show. Um, yeah, I don't know how much else to say right now. Well. I will speak on it because people are pointing out that, yes, I'm wearing sunglasses. This isn't why. Like, I've known this is coming for a bit. The thing that people need to know and we want to make sure is out there is, like, we're still going to be, you know, the best of friends. We're still going to be... Yeah, you're still a groomsman at my wedding and all you'll these be one at mine. Um, and, and And the one thing I want to make sure is clear is I knew this was coming. Um, and I'm happy for you because this is an opportunity that you and I both, when we talked about it, we both agreed it's one you can't turn down. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for what's, you know, what the next part of my life's going to be like. And um, and I'm excited for that, it's too. It's been a blast uh, doing this and especially getting things on, on YouTube here and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, we've grown something pretty amazing here together uh, with the show <laughs> specifically. And I think with Canucks Army as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's a lot of work. I don't know if people truly understand how many hours in a day. I mean, it's really fun. Don't get me wrong. Covering hockey's awesome. Um, everything's amazing about my job. Um, I just need a little bit more of a, like a family balance and, and certain things now. Uh, Look, people you get know older, you stay up to yeah. watch prospects. People know how hard we grind. Um, you are getting an opportunity to, do less grinding, yeah, no, and I, that is what you need. I'll be able to talk more about um, another opportunity, um, something down the road here. It's a great it's opportunity. It's going to be a little different um, for sure, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I'll have more to talk about that in the, in the coming days. But, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you what, everybody in the chat, I think that's the most important thing is, like, I was able to um, – I was able to build a, a job where I had like a full-time job. And a lot of that came off of the interactions with people on the YouTube, from the podcast, uh, from all the clips that we posted of prospects, all the stuff that we did and waking up at 3 a.m. for years and everything like that. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the folks um, taking in that content, reacting to that content, sharing the content. Um, everyone, like I, I, I still, it's stupid and I, it's in one of my tweets here, but like this stupid, silly app that Twitter is like gave me an opportunity to do something that I love and like work my absolute ass off. Um, seeing the comments there, everybody, thank you so much. Um, and Canucks army is in a great place. You guys are quads. You run a, 
tight ship over there. Too tight for me sometimes. That's that's uh, that's what this really is. I fired you and told you to tell everybody you're leaving. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what this is. Uh, no, it's not. Um, I'm really excited to uh, to be able to to move forward in life with things and. I don't know. You know, you I, I'm I... always going to be a friend of yours. Um, just, it's difficult. I don't really like doing these type of things. You <laughs> and I had a pretty emotional talk this weekend, and we went out for beers. Um, I had my Coke and rums. You did. It was a very good time. And, yeah, I hope people understand the reason we're not too emotional right now is because we had all that on the weekend. Like, yeah. We both I do knew this say was coming. Everybody at Nation Network uh, who gave me an opportunity to do things on the last um, – uh, the last year of being like a full-time employee, I appreciate everyone. Um, Bag Milk and, and Jay, the guys at the top, uh, as well as Tyler Remchuk running a lot of stuff with the video. Um, everything they gave me an opportunity to do. I went to the last two NHL drafts. I've met a lot of people at those drafts and um, super excited for what um, what's around the corner and uh, to just, yeah, like take another chapter in life. It's <laughs> It's been a crazy year, man. Like I turned 30 this year. I got married this year. Uh, changing up my work a little bit um, in the next week or, I guess, two weeks here. Um, we're going to continue to do the show this week. We're going to continue to do the show next week. It's going to be some hard shows, I think. Um, but uh, do you have much to say about the future of this show? Because you are still going to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, so I've I have told you, and the promise I've made to you is that while I have taken a bit of a co-host slot on this show and you've been you know you you do the prep and all that sort of stuff we always joke about that my promise to you is that this show will continue and it will continue to be a fantastic product that canucks fans can trust that they can have fun listening to i know it's not going to be you and i but again it's it's like what it's like with you we can't say too much more about the future but we will have that figured out by the time that you are gone. Your last yeah. show is November 3rd. November 3rd will be a last show. And that is going to be quite a day. We've got quite a plan for yeah. each other. And I think it's um, been tough last couple of days. Maybe we've had too much fun just screwing around on this show than talking, talking hockey and doing that type of thing. But I think we're just trying to have some fun uh, moving forward. So yeah, things are going to be different. Um, but I know that uh, like as much as I, you call me the man who built the place, like you definitely built a lot of this as well. You came on on episode 60 was your first one. Episode 61? 61. Like I did 60 without you. You came out on 61. So you've done 400 plus episodes. This is episode 846. Um, and we've done a ton of good work together, man. We, I'm so proud of what we've done with this show um, and what we've done at Canucks Army. I'm really going to miss everything. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Did we just close out on that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, do people have questions? Because I don't want to. Uh... I think we'll spend more time later on in the yeah. week, um, probably next week as well, um, doing some stuff. I think I, I can talk more I mean, about what's next next week. We're going to be closing the Patreon. Yeah. Um, we'll do something on the We're going to have one more Patreon Either episode before we close it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a heads up for all of our wonderful Patreon subscribers who obviously listen to every episode of this show. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Maybe, it's, maybe it's it'll be like... Uh, It'll be like, I see Jeremy in the chat. Yeah, when they go on a cup run, maybe I'll pull like a, a Cheech and come out of retirement on this show or something, you know? Like, I hope he does when they get uh, back into the playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah. We're going to miss you. We are very, and when I say we, I mean 
me, everybody at Canucks Army, everybody at Nation Network, everybody that listens to this show, everybody that reads all of the stuff you do at Canucks Army. Um, again, to speak on the future, Dave Hall, someone we've brought in recently. He's learned Crushing from it. you. He's doing a fantastic job. He's going to be kind of taking over our prospect coverage. And Cody Sievertson, who already is doing a bang-up job on Abbotsford, um, is going to be our Abbotsford guy. Yeah, I think that's. I really hope that that's something that you guys continue to do is the prospects and the Abbotsford coverage. I know a lot of people care about that. So um, keep that going at Canucks. Remember, you and I have had a lot of conversations about it. I'm really happy with the team that you guys have there and what you guys have assembled to uh, to continue everything on. Um, yeah, we're... Um, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's very been, bittersweet. I have so much fun every day. I work way too much. Um, I work a lot. <laughs> um, you asked me to write out my daily sheets. It <laughs> took three three papers to fill out what I do in a day. Um, but that's the thing. It's because I love doing this, and I the whole time I've just wanted to make Canucks fans like their fandom better. And yeah. I I really think that over these five years of doing it, I think that I I hope I've made people's lives a little bit better. Uh, following the Canucks and having fun uh, with their favorite sports team. So, couple theories in the chat of what where you're going. Oh God, they traded him to Pittsburgh. Yeah, someone else said. No, they Are bought, you a right-handed bought, defenseman? Are you replacing Tyler Myers? I'd probably get bought out. <laughs> um, We're gonna have more time to talk. Yeah, uh, in the coming. Like you're not leaving for another week and a half. Yeah, so. I'll be. I don't. Know, yeah, we're uh, we're just gonna get back to hockey tomorrow and the rest of the week and um and then the week after that too. Like I'm gonna have maybe we'll have too much fun on the rest of these uh on these shows. So yeah, and I um, will sing whatever song you want, man. I told you that's why you didn't sing coming in today because <laughs> you knew we had to do this at the end of the show. Um, but I just want again finally this is my final thing. Get us out of here. Yeah, um, sing us out. As we're gonna need Aaron to close us out again, but oh, I, I think it, Aaron's losing it over there too. Um. I uh, just want to, like, thank you to everyone who, like I said, if you interacted with the content, uh, sharing prospect stuff, um, reading Canucks Army, the comments in the Blackfish articles, the comments in a lot of other articles, just interacting with this show, being here live in the chat, listening through the podcast, all these type of things. Um, yeah, I just, I'm so thankful for you guys taking time out of your day to take in this content. Um, and we'll talk, you know, we'll talk more in a little bit here about uh, the future. Um, but for, for that one, uh, for today, we're going to wrap it up, uh, on the show and, uh, yeah, just thank you to everyone. You want to close it out? I'll mix us perfectly. No, I don't <laughs> get me out of here, man. Remember you. Yeah. We- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. We got seven more shows, seven <laughs> more know. shows and I'll I have can't lots wait. Of time to work on my singing. <laughs> All right. We'll close it out there for my dear co-host, Chris Faber. And our technical producer, Aaron Bernardo. My name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.